0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, welcome everyone uh, to our regular weekly class. Uh, Today is uh, we're going to discuss triggering blessings, triggering brachot, triggering blessings. And the reason why I'm talking about this, apart from the situation right now across the world and in Israel, anti-Semitism, anti-Israel, uh, we need more blessings. Uh, Hamas attacking us. We need more blessings but Rosh Hashem should protect us. There's blessings of protection. And finally, blessings of Shalom, peace, which we're going to talk about. And the reason why I chose this topic is not just because of the events that are happening, but also because it's this week's parasha. This week's parasha has, among the many things inside it, has Birkat Kohanim, has the blessing of the Kohanim, the priestly blessing. Um, we're lucky with Sephardim. Sephardim have the priestly blessing every day in synagogues around the world, whether it's in Israel, outside Israel. In Israel, everyone has the priestly blessing every single day. Everyone has every single day. Sephardim, Ashkenazim, everyone. Outside Israel, it's only Sephardim that have this priestly blessing every day. And the reason for that is that the Ashkenazi opinion, or the Ramah says that you have to be happy to give blessings. A person cannot give a brachah if they're not happy, and a Jew outside Israel, how could he be happy? And therefore, they stop the kohanim giving blessings outside Israel. About Jews outside Israel, Friday, we say we're still happy, even though outside Israel, we have to have a happy, be happy all the time. And therefore, Friday we still keep this custom even outside Israel. This mitzvah, not just a custom, it's a mitzvah from the Torah for the Quanim to bless the people. It's a tremendously important idea of blessing. Now, it's interesting because the blessing is not coming from the Kohanim. The Kohanim are merely the conduits. So we have to ask, why were the Kohanim chosen to be the conduits? And the answer is in the Mishnah Prikiavot, that a Kohen, Kohen loves people. You cannot bless people if you don't love them. You cannot be a conduit for blessing if you don't love other people. How can you bless other people if you don't love other people? So number one is the Kohen was chosen to bless the people because... He was a person who loved the people. Aaron Hakohen loved the people. Hopefully, the descendants also. It's one of the few blessings. It's probably the only blessing uh, that Hashem commanded that uh, they bless the. The say the bracha before they bless the people, and the ending of the bracha is the word be'ahava. We are commanded to bless the people with ahava, with love. So the Kwanim were chosen to bless the people because Aaron Hakohen loved the people. He loved the people so much. So it's very important. You want to bless other people only if you love them, if you like them. You can only bless them if you love them. And you have to be happy. When you bless, you have to ha- be happy. And that's why the custom developed to bless our children at the kiddush table. At least, uh, at least when a person sees the kiddush and they ate there, so it's right we do it after kiddush, I should have to do it just before kiddush. But when we see the good food, we, we see the good cheer around us at the table, see all the family together, we are happy. And now we can bless our children. It's very important. Number one is ahava, is to bless the people with love. Number two is being happy. So it's interesting because those two things already, we have two triggers for blessing. Number one trigger for blessing is ahava. Number two blessing, number two trigger for blessing is, is to really be happy. Happiness and love. Two things that trigger blessing is happiness and love. Hashem loves people who are happy. Why? Because when a person is happy, it shows they have trust in God. A person is unhappy, it shows they have no trust in God. So that brings us to the third thing. So number one is loving other people. You can only bless them if you love them. And if you love them, it's midah keneke mida. If you love other people, you want to bless other people. Hashem says, you bless, I bless you. You bless other people, I bless you. Number two is you got to be happy. Simcha. person's got to live. The simcha, a person can live with happiness, with joy. It's very important to live with joy. Joy triggers happiness. A person depressed already, that's a sign of the opposite of happiness. That's the sign of the opposite of blessing. So it's important. Happiness triggers blessing. That's number two. Number three is bitachon, a person trusting God. How can God refuse a person who trusts Him? A person says, you know what, I'm totally dependent on Hashem. Hashem says, wow, that's a big job. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, a parent, right? You see the child looking at you. How can you refuse a child who's looking at you with total trust? So it's important. Number three is trigger a blessing by trust. Uh, so we talked about, we're talking about the blessing, the Kohanim bless us. It's interesting because the format of the blessing, the Kohanim's blessing, the priestly blessing in this week's parasha is 15 words. The Kohanim's blessing consists of 15 words, which is the gematria of the word yudkei which is the end of the word, hallelujah, David Melech, the last word in Tehilim. Hallelujah is the most, one of the most powerful words there is in Hebrew. Why? And it became adopted by the Christians, handles Messiah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah is a Jewish word, David HaMelech used it many times in Tehilim, and it actually ends off, kol neshama hallelujah. Every soul that praises you, Hashem, hallelujah. Praise be your name. Praise be your holy name. And the name over there is Yudke. So it's a name, Yudke, 15, Gematra 15, which is the same Gematra as this amount of words in Brikat Kohanim. In other words, Brikat Kohanim is not a blessing from the priests, as I mentioned. The priests are the mere conduits. How do they illustrate that they are the conduits? How do they show that it's not coming from them? Because before they bless the people, they turn towards the ark. They have to turn towards the Aron HaKodesh in the synagogue where the Sifrei Torahs uh, are kept. That illustrates, they're turning towards God and then they turn to the people. The blessing is coming from God to the people. They are the mere conduits. And, the, and it doesn't matter who the Kohen is. The Koran can be a conduit. It's an amazing concept. The Koran are just mere conduits of God's blessing to us. We can hear God's blessing through them. They are the vehicle by which we get God's blessing and again, they were chosen because they love Jewish people. They love their people. They love the other tribes. Number two, they were chosen because they're happy. Uh, You've got to be happy to bless. You cannot be miserable and blessed. It's not a good time to bless others. When you're miserable, you have to have a happy um, frame of mind with Bitachon in God to bless other people. Because basically, when you bless others, you're transferring God's blessing to other people by mentioning God's name. May God make you like a frame, may God bless you. So, first is merely the conduit, but you cannot be a good conduit if you know love. And there's no love involved, there's no joy involved. A conduit is like a leaking conduit, it's like it could be worse than a leak conduit. It's better to be a happy conduit and be a sad conduit, much better, a thousand times better, definitely a thousand times better. So, we talked about a few ideas. Let's go back to the Brikat HaKonim. So there's 15 words in the B'riq HaKonim. And there's three verses. There are three verses. Number one is three words. Hashem Three words. The second one is Yair HaShem Five words. And uh, the, the last pasuk is Shalom. Seven words. So it's three, five, and seven. Make up 15. Three, five, and seven. For so those who are a little bit of math. Arithmetic progression, a bracha, a blessing. The sign of a blessing is increase. Good things in your lives increase. A person's health increases. A person's wealth increases. A person's children increases. A person's house increases. Everything is increasing. That is a sign of a blessing. How do we know? Because in Parsha Bechokotai, it starts off with blessings. And essentially, the first word of the blessing is im and it ends off with the word Komimiyut. Komimiyut means standing up. We have this in the Brick Amazon. Hashem take us standing up to our land. We want to be alive and well going to our land, making Aliyah to Israel. A person should always think, Hashem, please, in the Brick Amazon, we say, please, Hashem, I want to be well and strong when I move to Israel. I don't want to be going to Israel in a box. I don't be going to Israel as an invalid. I don't go to Israel. I want to go to Israel when I'm strong and healthy. saying. Anyway, the blessing starts with Aleph, Im, and it ends with Komi Mut, and the last letter of Komi Mut is a tough. The blessing is Aleph the tough. A blessing is completion. A blessing is all facets of a person's life is blessed. A person knows they're really blessed. How do we know we're really blessed? when all the facets of a person's life are blessed, are increasing, everything is increasing in one's life. And a person should try and work on themselves because only we can increase our joy. It's interesting, being happy, there's no prayer in the, uh, in the Siddur on a daily basis for happiness. It's interesting. Why don't we pray for happiness? We pray for health, we pray for wealth, we pray for security, we pray for children, we pray for Bunei, we pray for many things, 19 blessings, we pray for many things. There's not a single one which we pray for happiness. And the answer is happiness is a free will choice. It's a very, very important concept. No one can make us happy. Nobody can make a person happy. It's a free will choice. The decision we make 24 hours a day. Shall I, shall I be happy? Shall I not be happy? I have plenty to be miserable about that. Plenty to be happy about as well. The person should count their blessings every single day. That triggers happiness. And that triggers blessings person should count their blessings every single day. It's interesting, Jewish law tells us, we're going to see later on, the Ramon says, you have to count your blessings every single day. <laughs> Not exactly what I mean, but I'm going to talk about it, remind me, later on. We're going to talk about counting one's blessings every single day. And in fact, a Jewish person's day starts off with the word thank you, day One of the most important facets of getting blessing is saying thank you. First, say thank you to God. It's interesting. The blessing for the Kohanim is said in the repetition of the Shemona of the Amidah. When, which part of the Amidah consists of the blessing of the B'riqat Kohanim? You think it's one of the blessings. You know, the Amidah is a sandwich. The first three blessings are blessings of introduction, we're introducing ourselves to God. And God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so on and so forth they blessings, they're called blessings of Shevach, praise to God. The first three blessings of the Shemona are praises to God. The last three blessings of the Shemona are thank yous to God. And the middle 13 blessings are Bakashot, which are pleading, we're asking for different things from Hashem. So where would you think the B'Rikad Koin should be? And the answer is, I think it should be in the Bakashot, in, this, in the section which asks for certain things. We're asking for blessing. No, it's in the part of the, the last part of the Esri, which is thanks you trigger blessing by thanking it's very very important triggering blessing is by thanking God every single moment every time we thank Hashem every time a person says Baruch Hashem thank you Hashem Hashem says oh you're yeah, thanking you, me you're triggering more blessings we're triggering number four triggering blessing is by thanking God let's just recap number one is wow. <laughs> can you everyone put their mics up? Uh, number one is being happy. Number two is loving others. You can trigger blessing by loving others. Number three is a good eye. Let say in the prequel, in the, in the, in the, we talked about the idea of having a good eye. What does it mean, a good eye? Always thinking good about others, always uh, saying good about others, always looking at others and saying, You deserve blessing. Hashem says, You have a good eye on others, I have a good eye on you. And number four is gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. A person should try their best. Always thank Hashem. How do we know? Because Birkat Kohanim is in the portion, the section of the Shemona called thanks, called In fact, it's in the, the main blessing of thanks, which is modim, anach thank you, Hashem, for everything you gave us. When a person bows at modim, they should really, say thank you to Hashem with all their hearts, because that is the biggest trigger for blessing. And that's why the Brikat Koalim is in the blessing of Modim. It's right at the end of the blessing of Modim. And it's a very important concept, the idea of thanking God. So there's three, five, and seven words of Brikat Koalim. It's a gematria of 15 words, which is, UK we said, the blessing comes from Hashem. That is number five. Number five is to remember where blessing, what is the source of blessing? And the source of all blessing, it says, Baruch Ata Hashem. You Hashem. It's not blessed at you Hashem. Hashem is blessed. It doesn't need us a blessing. It's acknowledgement. Baruch Atta Hashem. You Hashem are the source of all blessing. We have to remember that. Now, very important. Whenever we talk about blessing, we have to remember the source of all blessing. Baruch atah Hashem. Hashem is the source of all our blessings. When we remember who is the source of all our blessings, that triggers blessings. Baruch, every time you say Baruch unto Hashem, you trigger blessings to yourself. So it's very important, trigger blessings by remembering who is the source of all blessing. Gratitude to the source of all blessing. Happiness because the person has pitachon. and the love of others, love of other people. Hashem says, You love other people, I love you as well. You love my people, you love my children, I love you as well. I'm looking at you also my child. So these are very important concepts in triggering blessings. So what does the word bracha come from? It's very interesting. The source of the word bracha is very interesting. It's from the word brecha. For those who go swimming, the modern Hebrew word for a swimming pool is a brecha. Any pool is called a brecha, but really a brecha is a trickle of water, a trickle of water coming down to this world, a trickle of energy coming down to this world. We have to realize all blessings come as trickles down from God, like a stream of water. So, so triggering blessings, we have to acknowledge where is the source of our blessing. The word bracha, bracha is a trickle, a trickle of water, or trickle of energy coming down to us from God. Baruch Hashem, you Hashem are the source of this trickle. Or as the Kabbalists call it, they call it Shefa. Shefa, plenty. Plentiness comes from God. You know, I was in the synagogue the other day and I see a guy, he's opening his hands as if, you know, Hashem, please give me Hashem. Shower me with your blessing. Birgak is a time we have to realize and we have to think about it. When we get the Birgak Quranim, we have to think, Hashem, please shower me with your blessing. Shower us with your blessings, Hashem. Shower us now. There's a very important point. One well, number we, I think we're done with number six. That is shower us with your blessing so that we can also give blessings to others. Shower us with your blessing of plenty so we can also be conduits for blessing in this world. I need to support my children, I need to support my family, I need to support my grandchildren, I need to support this one. I'm, uh, I want to give Sadaqah all these thoughts because Hashem only gives blessings when the pipes are open. What does that mean? Yeah, that's interesting. When you give others, you're opening up the blockages in your pipe. All the, pipe, all the energy comes through spiritual pipes. I'm, not talking, I'm just trying to give an example, physical example. So all the energy in this world comes through these pipes. See, Narot HaShefa, they called pipes of plenty of blessing. The pipes of blessing can get clogged. How the pipes of blessing get clogged? If nothing is, if your pipes are blocked. How do you block the pipes? If you don't let anything go through your pipes, they're going to get blocked. What does that mean? That means I close the taps of my pipes. I'm not giving anyone else anything. I'm not going to help the world. I'm going to help in anywhere other people. I'm shutting off my taps. If you shut off your taps, water can't get in. Because the water pressure is, is high. It can't get in. More water can't get in to the system. So therefore, we shut our spiritual taps, our taps of shepherd to others. Hashem says, you don't need any more. I can't give you any more because you're blocked. Your your pipes are blocked. Your, your, uh, your vessels are full and you're not giving anyone. So therefore, they're still full. You're not using it. You're not using it. I'm not going to give you any more. So we have to learn. This is number seven, I think it is that when we open our taps, when we give to others, we're opening the taps of energy, we're giving blessing to others. If you give blessing to others, for sure, Hashem's going to fill up your vessels. He's going to give you more blessing and triggering blessings by giving. So sadaqah is very critical to triggering blessing. When you give sadaqah, it's interesting, the palindrome, uh, the word for giving is venatnu, and you'll give. Venatnu ish, go for enough, sure. A man will give, uh, the, we're talking about the, the shekel, the half shekel to the temple. He'll give. The word venaknu is vav, nun, taf, nun, vav. It's a palindrome. It goes both ways. When you give, Hashem gives you. When you give, you're getting. When you give, you're triggering energy. We're triggering bracha to ourselves. Amazing concept. When we give, we're getting. It's amazing. When you give, you get. When you give, you open the pipes of energy and you're going to get. So we talked about various concepts. Happiness. Love, blessing others, a good eye, gratitude, saying thank you to Hashem. Acknowledging Hashem is the source of all blessing, Baruch HaTah Hashem. Hallelujah, praising God. When you praise God, you trigger blessing. It's interesting, when you praise K. because you think of the, of the 15, the of 15, which is the 15 words in the At Kone. I'm praising you, Yud I'm getting back blessings of Yud K. am getting back 15 words of blessing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So we said the Brikat name is an arithmetic progression, which means it's increasing. And we define blessing in one's life as increase. So it doesn't have to be physical. We always think of increase as physical. Obviously, the physical obviously helps. But it can be increased health. It can be increased happiness. It can be increased, and it's what we need more than anything else today. And it's the last word in Brikat Kohanim, Shalom. Shalom. Shalom is the most important thing. Where do we see this? We say this every day in the morning prayers before Shema. Yotzer or rechosheh. shalom He makes peace, he creates everything. So Rashi says, what do you mean he makes peace and he creates everything? Rashi says amazing thing. He says, em shalom, em klum. If there's no peace, there's nothing. Everything a person has, if there's no peace in the world, no peace around, it's worth zero. We need peace, and Be'ezrat Hashem, Hashem, should bless us. Bless on this week's parasha, which ends, the Brickup God, ends with the word peace. Hashem should bless us all, especially here in Israel and around the world. Jews around the world should not be attacked. There should be peace in the world, Be'ezrat Hashem. All of us should enjoy peace in the world that around us, and in our lives, Be'ezrat Hashem, and our families. We shouldn't fight in our families. We have peace in our families. Uh, children should not fight. The siblings should not should get along. We should all get along with our spouses and our siblings and our communities and our neighbors. But Rav should bless us with peace. Because if there's no peace, there is nothing. So we have to remember that it's the biggest blessing. The biggest blessing is when we have peace, we can start worrying about other things. If there's no peace, as we saw this this week was a terrible week in Israel. Well it wasn't just a week with Gaza, it was also the infighting between Arabs and Jews and, and certain mixed neighborhoods disgusting and terrible there are pogroms in israel i never thought of witness pogroms in israel there's crystal nacht in israel there were four synagogues in lud which were smashed so we, we need peace we need peace more than anything and one of the blessings the main blessing at the end of the blessing bikhakonim is peace let's just go through this very quickly now rashi says an interesting thing he says every line in bikakonim really consists of the beginning of the line and the end of the line the beginning of the line is a blessing, and the end of the line is the God of that blessing, the guardian of that blessing. For example, Yevarech Hashem, may God bless you. Rashi says, it's talking about physical increase. May God bless you with tremendous wealth. Be'ezerah Hashem will all be blessed. All the Jews of the world will be blessed with tremendous wealth. You know, people always associate Jews with wealth. and um, Be'ezerah Hashem should come true. Be'varei Hashem, but it's not just enough to be wealthy. Hashem should guard that wealth for you. You shouldn't win the lottery to lose it all. You shouldn't, uh, your stock should not go up uh, in order to go down and get you. But Hashem, Hashem should bless you and guard your wealth. I knew, unfortunately, some very wealthy people that either lost their lives because of their wealth or lost their children because of their wealth. And So Hashem should give us money, give us wealth, and guard it for us. God, everything in our lives. Rech Hashem, Rech Hashem. You know, it's interesting. There's a beautiful story. One of the great rabbis in London at the time of the Blitz, his name was Diana Bromsky, eventually moved to Israel. Very, very important rabbi who wrote a commentary on uh, uh, very uh, esoteric subjects, the Tosefta. He wrote a commentary on the Tosefta, which is today not very well learned. It's part of the Gemara, but it's not well learned. It's a separate book. And uh, he was once in the middle of the Blitz. Imagine he's in the middle of the Blitz. He's doing, he's, uh, he's negotiating between husband and wife. They want a divorce, and he's negotiating over there. And, and one of the rockets, and it's interesting, the Gaza rockets, the predates, uh, predated by the V1 and V2 Nazi rockets, similar models. V1 and V2 rockets hit London. It was the Blitz, and this rocket destroyed the whole building They destroyed the whole building of the Beitik. The whole building is destroyed. uh, The the fire rescue services come. They're lifting uh, rubble off uh, from this building, trying to see if anyone's alive. And behold, they find the rabbi is still alive. He's the only one in that building they found alive. Not only was he alive, he was not touched by any marks, no bruises. The rubble fell on top of him. Somehow, he was untouched. So his students, they couldn't believe this. He said, Rabbi, what happened? How could you be untouched? All the building fell down on top of you. So he says, every day when I wear my talit, but this applies when you wear a talit or not, every day when I wear my talit, I think to myself, Hashem should protect me. Nothing else in the world can protect me more than Hashem. Hashem should be my force shield. Hashem should be, David Aminach says in T.L. Hashem should be your shadow. It's like a force shield. But you should believe that there's, Hashem is our force shield. If every day we think of Hashem as our force shield, Hashem is protecting us, we say in our prayers in the evening, it says, So whether you wear a tali don't wear a talib. You say this line every day, put over us your sukkah of peace. In other words, I want to be under your protection, Hashem. That's the biggest bracha, is to be under Hashem's protection. That we can walk around, the rockets are flying, and the rockets hit all around us. It's happening in Israel. It's amazing, all these rockets, thousands of rockets. And very, very few people got killed. Unfortunately, the people did get killed. But compared to how many rockets there were, thousands of rockets. And you can count people who got killed in your hand. It's a, it's a miracle. It's a major miracle. It's a major miracle. And like just recently, they, they fired a mortar shell at an Israeli army bus. So it's just seconds before 30 soldiers got off the bus. And then the blast got hit. It's a miracle. It's every day the guy leaves the room and boom, the rocket falls on it. The guy is walking down the street. I just saw a picture from Nettie Vought. My sister lives in Nettie Vot. Thank God she's safe. I saw a picture of Nettie Vought. They, they broadcast broadcasted. A rocket fell. What happened was there was a big siren and the cars are parking on side of the road. People ran away and the rocket falls in the middle of the street. And nobody was there. Nobody was hurt. It's amazing. Miracles every day. Hashem should put his sukkah of peace over us. So that is the first line. Hashem should bless us and guard us. Guard our wealth, Give us and also guard it. Hashem This is a spiritual blessing. Hashem should shine his face on us, towards us. A shining face. Hashem has a shining face. What's a shining face? Spirituality. And that's how you know if a person's spiritual or not, that their face is shining. A person has a, a spiritual face, a shining face, a beaming face. The face, it says, Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, the most spiritual person in the world at that time. And probably later on as well, it says, Karan or Panab. His face was beaming light to the point where no one could look at him, and they needed to cover his face with a veil. He was a masked man. He was a uh, masked uh, individual. Can you imagine seeing a work person wearing a veil? And you ask the guy, why, excuse me, why are you wearing a veil? And the guy says, if I take off my veil, you're going to go crazy. You're going to see that my face is shining with light. Moshe sure Rabbeinu's face was shining with light. That is a symbol of spirituality. Obviously, people today don't shine with light the same way, but it's kind of ethereal kind of quality of a person. That's the spirituality of the person, beaming out of the person. But that's part of the happiness of the person, part of the love of the person loves others and is happy with themselves. They shine a kind of light, which uh, Hashem is blessing us. And the second line, when we, when we get the second line, Hashem should beam us with spirituality. But not enough to keep, beam us spirituality and let the spirituality go away. and Give us grace. Now that is a very important word. The word grace is a very critical word of the Torah. We find in parashat Noah, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Boy, that's a whole different class. Remind me, we have to Pasha, Noah. I've to talk about that. What is grace? What is grace? Boy, we can find grace. In, it's the same thing. Simple concept. What triggers blessing? And the answer is chen. Chen triggers blessing. Noah. The letters of Noah are the backward letters of chen. Noah was chen. Noah was chen personified. Noah found favor in the eyes of God. The other person in the Torah whose name was based on the word Chem is Hannah. Hannah, the mother of Shemuel, she found favor in the eyes of God. But even though she had no children, Hashem blessed her with a very, very special child, who was, the rabbis say, as great as Moshe and Aaron put together. Shemuel Hanavi, great in certain ways, great as Moshe and Aaron put together. So she was Hannah. Hana is comes from the word chen, which is grace. What triggers blessing is the word grace. Hana chen, grace. If we can get chen, and that's, all, that's one of the secrets of triggering blessing in our lives, is chen. It's grace in the eyes of God. Find favor in the eyes of God. And that's what we get in the second line. Hashem should shine His face on us, give us tremendous spirituality, and give us this power of grace. We find this also by Esther. Queen Esther in the Megillah says, she wasn't really pretty. The rabbi said that she wasn't really pretty. There's two opinions. One opinion says she was very, her, her, her skin was very sallow, wasn't white, it wasn't bright, it was sallow. And yet it says she found chen in his eyes, in the eyes of a Barosh. She had a certain grace about her. She attracted people not through her tremendously good looks, even though that was part of what it was, but through her grace, certain attraction. She had a certain charm, grace, a certain charm person has that kind of grace. It can trigger blessings around them. And in fact, the highest level prayer a person can pray, we learn again from Moshe Rabbeinu. When he he was told by God, he's not going into Israel. It's amazing. The worst thing you can tell Moshe Rabbeinu, we have to put this in our minds. The worst thing Hashem can tell Moshe Rabbeinu is Moshe Rabbeinu Adkan. You're not going into Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu was devastated. It says he prayed 515 prayers, the gematria of the word va'et Chanan el Hashem va'etahi. Va'et hanan, now it's interesting, the root of the word va'et hanan is chen, grace. The highest level of prayer is grace. What does that mean, grace? We're praying to God, please God, don't answer me because I'm worthy. Because once a person says they're worthy, that's the end. Hashem says, oh, you're worthy. you think you're worthy. I think there's such a big sadiq. I'm going to check out your accounts. There's no such thing as a big sadiq in front of God. Hashem can find flaws and failures in everyone, even in the greatest Sadiqim. You can find flaws and find the Torah itself, finds flaws with the greatest Sadiqim to teach us this lesson. There's no thing as a person in the world, a Sadiq in the world that never sinned at all. Everyone has some kind of weakness. Everyone has trips up in certain areas of their lives. He says the bull of before he died, he, he cried. All the seconds, all the minutes of his life, he wasted. <laughs> now, alibi, we would only waste minutes of our lives. But everyone has flaws. Everyone has failures. And then a person should ever say, Hashem, give me because I deserve it. Oh, that's that's uh, sure. Yeah. You're going to get nothing from that. That's for sure. So what is the best prayer? Is give me not because I deserve it. Give me, Hashem, I don't deserve it. Give me because of your grace, Hashem. Give me because you're the most altruistic being there is In the whole, I wouldn't say universe, even above the universe, in the whole world, above the universe, above the world. So we have no concept in this whole, uh, it's not a solar system, it's not universe. In this whole Olam, the Torah calls it Olam. Why does the Torah call it Olam? Melech HaOlam, God is the king of the Olam. The whole world as we know it, I mean, we don't even know the world this there's nothing compared to the spiritual worlds. Says so he's the king of all the worlds. Hashem is the king of all the worlds. Melech HaOlam. And the word Olam is very interesting because uh, the word Olam, missing above, is Ilen. The world hides God. It hides God. God is hidden in the world. When you look around the world around you, you cannot really see God. It's interesting. You cannot really see God. We assume that God exists because we believe in God, but it hides God. Anyway, so how do you trigger Blessing. And the answer is by praying for grace. We're praying for Hashem to give us because of his trait of chen. Hashem wants to give. He's a giver. Not because we deserve it. Hashem just give because you, you, you're a giver. That's all. And that's what we say. May God find grace in your eyes. May God find grace in his eyes. May Hashem treat us with grace. Hashem treat us with grace. Hashem should answer our prayers not because we deserve it. Because of grace. Hashem should give us altruistically. The fine line. <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem should raise his face to you. What is raising his face to you? implies he's going to treat us better than others. He's going to treat the person better than he's treating others. He's raising up his face. And the Torah says, <speaking in Hebrew> Don't raise your face and don't take bribes. Don't treat people, the judge is commanded not to treat people specially. Even though he's, if he knows someone, he has to recuse himself for the, the court case. He's not allowed to show any favoritism to anyone. And here we're saying to Hashem, please raise your face up to us. Treat us with some, some kind of special favor. Treat us with favor. And what do we ask for for that favor? What is the special favor we ask for? And it's something we have to beg Hashem for. Shalom. Please, Hashem, treat us with a special favor and give us peace. Peace is the last blessing. We end off the Sh'moneh Esrei, and uh, we always sing this song. in say, "Shalom b'mamav, hu shalom kol Yisrael ve'ru. Amen Hashem peace. So we have to end off with the word peace. Peace is the most important blessing. But we see this idea of chen that Yaakov, uh, Yosef blesses his brother Benjamin. He hasn't seen Binyamin for many years he's in Egypt and he sees Binyamin and he says again Hashem should give you grace, Hashem should give you with no strings attached you want blessings, the best blessing is no strings attached uh, there's not many people today that give with no strings attached but Hashem is the giver par excellence, we have to emulate Hashem to give some of a no strings attached that's amazing so we have to ask Hashem blessing, that's the uh, blessing of the breakout. And at the end of the breakout, it's interesting. End the End of the breakout, the Kohanim turn back to the ark and they themselves say a prayer. It's amazing. People don't know about this. Only the Kohanim know. They turn back to the ark and they say, I want to read you the prayer. Here at some may be a will Hashem in front of you. Hashem, God of our fathers. This blessing that you command us to bless the Jewish people should be a complete blessing. In other words, there's a blessing which is complete, and there are blessings which are missing, which have gaps. This is an amazing concept. The Kohanim pray to God that the blessing they just gave the Jewish people should be a complete blessing. shouldn't have pieces missing from the blessing. And shouldn't cause any stumbling blocks and sins from now and evermore. What does that mean? And the answer is a blessing sometimes can lead to curses. A person is blessed with health. Therefore, he says, I don't need God. I'm very healthy. A person is blessed with wealth. He says, I don't need God. I'm very wealthy. A person is blessed with everything good in their lives. They don't need God. So therefore, the blessing can be a curse. A blessing can lead It's to one of the biggest tests. The test of wealth is one of the biggest tests. The test of health, person is strong, person is healthy. He can do things that other people cannot do. And he has a kind of physical attractions to do things. The, phys- the, the physique is doing well, the physical attractions are also doing well. And therefore, the, the blessings can lead to downfall. And that's why the Kohen, when after he gives a blessing, he says a prayer Hashem, make this a complete blessing. May this blessing not include any pitfalls, not lead to anyone's sinning amazing concept, amazing concept so bless us Hashem and look after the blessing so this is a test a test of wealth Hashem should bless us and also look after it as well so we have to realize that the blessings come with a caveat blessings of wealth, blessings of security come with this caveat don't use security for and waste it so people they're secure, they feel secure, and they go out, they have a good time doing bad things. That is misusing the blessing of security and sometimes that surely is taken away from us because we don't appreciate enough the fact that we can live and not be attacked. We have to appreciate, thank God, every day. Every day that is peaceful, every day that goes by with nothing happening, we have to thank God, Hashem, thank you so much. We have to be more grateful. It's a gratefulness that leads to triggering uh, blessing. Thank you leads to triggering blessing, because the B'rk'at Kohanim is placed in the blessing of thank you in the Shemun Now it's interesting, another thing that triggers blessing, the rabbis say is, Al men always be part of a community. If you want to be blessed, be part of a community. Why? Because for sure, God is going to bless the community. It's very hard to trigger blessing as an individual. It's very hard for a person's prayers to be accepted by God as an individual. Why? Because a person prays as an individual, Hashem examines the prayers. The angels examine the prayers before they go up. If it's not prayed with total kavanah, with total concentration, it's probably not going to go up all the way. And therefore, when a person prays for the community, Hashem does not examine the prayers of the community. The angels are not allowed to examine the prayers of the community. They go up straight. And therefore, men, women, children doesn't make a difference. Everyone should try and pray with the community. So at least once a week, every Shabbat, a person should go to shul and pray, there's an advantage to praying with a community that does not exist on one's own. A person who worries about the community, that's also, you worry about the community, Hashem will bless you. You worry about my people. You love my people again you worry about the community, you worry about others, Hashem says, I'll oh, bless you, that triggers blessing. I just want to go through a few of the ideas in the second Rosh Hashanah. This is on chapter, on page uh, Yud, uh, Ted Zion, bet, in the second Rosh Hashanah. And here the, the rabbi say, i of Yitzhak, Arba, Dvarim, Karim, Rosh Four things can destroy a bad decree on a, on a person. So again, they trigger blessing. If, you, if you're destroying a bad decree, that's a blessing. Destroy, you have to destroy these bad decrees. This war was a bad decree. You have to destroy these bad decrees. How do you destroy bad decrees? Four things. Number one, tzedakah. We said tzedakah triggers blessings. A person gives, Hashem blesses them in return. You give, you get. You give, you get. You open up the pipes. Number two, tzedakah. Tzedakah is crying out to Hashem, which we're going to talk about, praying to God brings blessings. The person to realize praying to God brings blessings. Number three, this is what we do when someone is really in a very terrible situation. Shinui Hashem. We change their name. Now, it's very interesting. This concept, of changing someone's name, has uh, been understood on many different levels. The way I like to understand this concept of Shinui Hashem is by the Rambam in the Chod Teshuvah. The Rambam says in Chot Teshuvah is about Teshuvah as if they have a different name. When it means name, what it means is reputation. A person should change their reputation so a person who knew them before will not recognize them anymore. Say, that guy I used to hang out with in the pubs and the bars and he used to go to the worst places and now I don't recognize him anymore. That is the concept of changing one's name. Those who knew you before will not recognize you anymore. Say, that person, I don't recognize them anymore. They've changed so much they're much more religious, they're much more ethical, they're much more moral, they're much nicer people. That's what Shinu HaShem really means. Changing a person's name by itself without the person doing Teshuvah is not going to help much. And we see in many cases, by the way, people change their name too late. In my opinion, people change people's names too late. It's very too late. Shouldn't wait till the last minute to change someone's name. It's got to be early enough that the person who is sick can do Teshuvah. It's given time to do Teshuvah. Anyway, that's my Personal, humble opinion about changing names. It doesn't really mean changing a name, it means changing reputation, changing who the person is. That's what the Rambam says in the And number four is Shinuyama says, which we talked about, changing one's actions. And number five, they add, the Rambam adds, changing where you live. Now, obviously, when a person changes where they live, they change all the influences on the person. So a person moves from a bad neighborhood, from bad neighbors, from bad friends, to a good neighborhood, good friends. That changes a person's mazal. That changes a person completely. Plus, no one knows them now. So they have to rebuild their reputation from scratch. And that makes a person more humble. And that's a very important idea. The idea of humility. A trigger, a blessing is humility. We talked about gratitude. You can't be grateful without humility. You can't recognize God as the source of all you have without humility. But humility is a prerequisite, for triggering blessing. So if person moves to a different place where no one knows them, they, they, they become more humble. No one knows them. I don't know. They don't know me. Before, when I passed down the street, people used to wave to me, and say hey, hi to me. Now it's a very humbling experience. Believe me, I went through it last year. So. <laughs> but you know what? I like it. I like being incognito. I like being. I don't want people to know who I am and so on and so forth. It's beautiful to be incognito, given a break. And start from scratch. So that brings the person down. Humility triggers blessing. But rather shame. Plus there's a certain kapara. A person gets atonement. And that also triggers blessing. Atonement triggers blessing. Because a person's bad deeds. Are like a fence around them. Stopping energies coming down. When a person does teshuva. A person that has kapara. It breaks down these barriers. And triggers energy. So a person will realize. Humility is a very big tool to trigger energy because it realizes I'm not the greatest person in the world. You know, Muhammad Ali always said, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. And what happened to the guy? Uh, he got very, very sick. Yeah, I think he got Parkinson's. And that was the end of him, right? Parkinson's for many years. I am the greatest, right? Never say I am the greatest. We're not the greatest. Hashem is the greatest. Hashem who I Kim. Hashem who I Kim. And there's no one apart from God. That's it. The source of all our blessings Hashem. We have to remember every single day. When you see the Iron Dome, thank Hashem. He gave us the brace to make the Iron Dome. Thank God. Thank God. But still, we need to pray. Why? Because why do they have so many missiles? We have the best secret service, so they say, the Mossad. And yet, these guys have hidden weapons that we have no idea where they are, how to destroy them, how they make them. We have no idea what's going on over there. slept thousands and thousands of these missiles. And they're firing every single day, these rockets. They're endless, seems like endless supply. And with all our brains, we need Hashem to help us. That's what we have to know our limitations. That Our limitations can bring us to ask Hashem, plead with Hashem for more blessing. We need blessings of peace. We need blessings of security. We need blessings of wealth. We need blessings of health. We need all these blessings. And humility is a key. I remember straight after the Six-Day War, when uh, the Torah says, Remember every day, He is the one who gives you strength to be great. After the Six-Day War, and everyone was triumphant, it was, this, it was Sahal, Sahal saved us, Sahal. And you know what happened? We had the, the Yom Kippur War, the terrible Yom Kippur War, to teach us it's not really up to us. Okay, we have to try. We try our best. But we need God so much. Thank God. you know, Thank God we're in the situation we are in that we have a big army, we have a big air force. And with all that, we still have to pray because it's not helping. We have to pray. Hashem is teaching us a lesson. We have to pray, pray, pray. We have, thank God. We have to thank God what we have. We have to sing Shirah. We have to say halal to Hashem. We have a state of Israel. Thank God. We have the army. We have the air force. We have the Navy. We have the Iron Dome. Thank God. But you know what? It's not enough. They still hate us. They still want to kill us. The whole world. How many people really support Israel? You see all the anti-Semites coming out of the clockwork. Out of, the, out of the woodwork. And so you have to realize that we need more. We need Hashem. And when we realize we need Hashem, automatically it triggers blessing. Automatically it triggers blessing. We need Hashem. Trigger our blessing. Hashem, please send us down your blessings of peace and security. And what leads to peace and security, brotherly love, Avah. The last word in Brick HaKorne, they can't bless us without Avah. No coin is allowed to bless the Jewish people. They don't love the Jewish people. They have love the Jewish people. We can't bless our children unless we love our children. And we're happy. And we have good eyes. We, we see things with rose-colored glasses. We want to bless others. Another very important tool to trigger blessing. The Gemara says, Whoever forgives and forgets. A person who is easygoing. If you're easygoing with others, Hashem is easygoing with you. The person bears grudges. No, they're not allowed to bear grudges. It's one of the hardest mitzvot in the Torah. <laughs> it's really a very hard mitzvah. Someone robbed you. Okay, so what do you do? Go to the beti. You're not allowed to bear a grudge. Go to the beti. And let the Lord take its course. We're not to bear grudges. You can take precautions, but not bear grudges. It's very, very hard. A very, very hard halakha. But it's an easygoing... Forgives and forgets. You know, someone bumps into you by accident. Obviously, what do you do? You bump them back, you beat them, you hit them. No. That's being Mahavira Biratav. Someone does think something to you by accident. And it was Mahvira Birattav, forgive and forget it wasn't done on purpose. That is a very critical idea for triggering energy. And uh, we talked about sidakar, but there's a, a higher form of sidakha. People don't realize it's car with one's physical body. What is it called? It's called, Kimilut Hasadim. say every morning in, in, uh, in the early part of shacharit, for those who are around for that early part of Shacharim. These are things which have no quantities in Jewish law. There's no minimum, there's no maximum. One of them is Kimilut Hasadim. Kimilut Hasadim is acts of kindness. What is acts of kindness? Smiling at someone can be an act of kindness. Cheering them up can be an act of kindness. Making them laugh can be an act of kindness. Obviously, physical things like helping someone across the street, tremendous act of kindness. Giving someone a seat, you see an elderly person coming on the bus and you give up and stand up for that, tremendous act of kindness. Giving someone a ride, tremendous act of kindness. There's a beautiful story of the Habitsheim. Habitsheim says, a uh, great mashal, a parable. He says, there was a guy hitchhiking. You remember the good old days? You can hitchhike, you lift up your thumb. I remember when I was a kid, everyone was hitchhiking across Europe, and it was a very big thing hitchhiking around the world. People could go, safety and security, hopefully, I don't know, but I never tried it. But uh, that's what they say. So, the guy's hitchhiking, and he had his heavy backpack on his back, and the car stops for him, and he goes in the car, and the guy says, Sure, I'll give you a ride, no problem. I'm going that way, come on and hop in. After a few minutes, he sees the guy still has his backpack on his back. He says, Take off your backpack, make yourself comfortable. And the person says, it's enough, you're giving me a ride. I don't need to carry my backpack as well. The time says, so this is a parable. Hashem is giving us a ride through life. So don't just let him worry about you, but let him worry about all your worries. Give him all your worries. Once he's worrying about you, you worry about all your worries. Every day, every second, we should unwind. What do you mean unwind? Guy says, you know, I got this worry, I got that worry, I got this worry. Listen, he's carrying you anyway. Give me your backpack. Give him your, that triggers bracha. That triggers blessing Because Hashem. We're one with Hashem. I'm not worried. Hashem is with me. That's the that Psalm 23. Even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Missile attacks. Not in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, we only had seven. That's all. We only had seven. We had one, one siren. I'll tell you, I've never lived through a siren before. There was one siren. It was very loud and i didn't even know what it was i just sat there drinking my tea and all the neighbors were going down into the miklat, into this uh, safe room and and uh, before you knew it it was it was over he heard the bangs not far away the big bangs the landing of these rockets and the siren goes off and that's it it's a, it's, it's a few seconds that's it it's about half a minute silence and usual. and the closer you get so we're living in the valley of shadow of death and We should fear no evil because Hashem is with us. That triggers blessing. That triggers safety. Every day we pray. Please, Hashem, put over us your safety net, your sukkah of peace, your talit of peace, Hashem. Cast over all the Jewish people everywhere in the world. Your sukkah of peace. Bless us all, please, Hashem. Bless us all. We'll praise you. We'll thank you, Hashem. Now, I want to go to something. We talked about counting your blessings. This is and Rambam. This is a very interesting Halakha and Rambam. I'm sure you all know this Halakha, basic Halakha. Chayav Adam Brachot Ben Hayom Ben Alayla. Every human being, every Jewish human being, has to make 100 blessings a day in the 24-hour period of the day and night put together. Every Jewish person must make 100 blessings a day you know, they have a saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. We Jews, we say, a hundred blessings a day keeps the doctor away. If we thank God, if you thank God, you're triggering blessing. The the Arizal says, the biggest trigger of blessing is Birkat Hamazon. When a person thanks God for their food, that's, you know, it's, only, it's the only bracha, which is a mitzvah from the Torah. It's a mitzvah from the Torah, say Birkat Hamazon. Every time you eat bread and you say Birkat Hamazon, Properly with Kavanah, it's so hard to say with Kavana. You know, every Mitzvah which is greater than the rest, the Yitzhahara is much greater. So if you know that the Yitzhahara is playing tricks on you, you must try it better. Why? Because you know that's a tremendous Mitzvah. The Yitzhahara tries to remove our concentration because our concentration is the highest part of our being. Our brains, our thoughts, are our highest level of our being—that's where the neshama. The neshama is in the thoughts and the brain. The neshama is not in the body. The neshama. There's different levels of neshama, but the highest level that we call the neshama. There's nefesh, ruach, neshama. Neshama is in our thoughts, and that's where the yitzharah is the most active in our thoughts. It tries to destroy us in our thoughts. Think bad thoughts about people. Think badly about others. Think badly about oneself. Think uh, bad uh, words. Think bad things, and uh, that's the yitzharah. But when it first says we've got to overcome because the Bikar Amazon is the secret of success in our lives. B'Rikha Amazon is a trigger of all blessings in our lives. And Bikar Amazon consists of many different prayers. hu We ask God to save us with good health. Peace Hashem, all good health. So these are all the blessings we pray for. These blessings themselves are triggering the blessing. You bless God, he blesses you. You smile at God, He smiles at you. Your gratitude to God, He gives you his, his blessings. all of us in our lives will trigger many blessings and I hope this class helped. and Hashem, the merit of this class, all the people who got injured will be healed. All the people who, uh, the relatives should be all have nechama, have uh, comfort. Class, no more suffering, no more sorrow. Hashem should give us peace and safety and security in the land of Israel and all the Jewish people around the world. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.